we're going to build our own charcuterie cups. And Deadgummit, if they didn't do that, enlisted the help of Timmy Time and Marcy and our friend Christian and Scott, uh, Allison, myself, my son Landon, all in this little kitchen that's in this venue, putting together these charcuterie cups that had pretzels and salami and cheese and almonds and this orange cookie that was delicious. And a, they added a little candy cane and a little sprig of, of something green. I can't remember. Smelled good. Hi, this is Steve Denton, and I'm a big-ass runner from Lexington, South Carolina. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from around the world. Now here's your host, the original Big Ass Runner, El Jefe, Jeff Harrell. Steve, fantastic job at that introduction. As Steve said, my name is Jeff Harrell. This is the Big Ass Runner Trail Running Podcast, episode number 182. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a celebration episode today because I am going to share with you, because you are family, I consider the Big Ass Runner Herd family, we had a big event in my family this past weekend. My third kiddo, my second daughter, got two of each, two boys, two girls, goes girl boy, girl boy. My daughter, Ava, got married, and I want to tell you that story, and I also want to, I was thinking through this, and talk about some of the parallels or comparisons between weddings and big trail races, because I think you'll find that there are quite a few as I was reflecting on the big weekend. So I want to share that with you. So that's segment number one. I think you're going to enjoy that. In segment number two, I have a little bit of a surprise. So I'm not going to talk too much about it, but segment two is a bit of a, a beginning, so to speak. Let's just put it that way. But first, I want to apologize for my voice. I am stopped up. I've got a cold, sore throat. I don't think it's anything serious, but I'm not feeling great. I actually feel better than I sound, I think. I don't know how bad I sound, but my apologies. The show must go on. I did not want to skip this week because I wanted to bring you guys the best content we possibly can but I don't sound as good as I want to, and I don't feel as good as I want to, but we'll move forward. I think it's because of, like I mentioned, the wedding, the memorial, and all that we went through with my brother-in-law before that. We've had three weddings in a row, three consecutive months. I'm just tired. I think my body finally said, enough's enough. I haven't been sleeping well. I go to sleep right away because of the greatness of my sauna. But then I wake up about 2.30 and my mind starts moving. Usually when I wake up and go back to sleep pretty quickly, but my mind has just been so active. So I'll get up, maybe do the Wordle at 2.30 in the morning. Ironically, the Wordle this morning, because I went to bed, went to sleep, woke up at 2.30, got up, did the Wordle, and the Wordle was sleep. Ironically enough, today, I thought that was a little funny thing that happened 
But yeah, sorry that I sound this way, but the show must go on. We want to bring the Big Ass Runner Herd today's episode. I think you'll enjoy it. Without further ado, let's get going on episode number 182 of the Big Ass Runner. I don't know about you, but I do enjoy weddings. I love weddings when, especially when you're close to the people getting married. Usually when you're going to a wedding, you're you're close because otherwise you wouldn't have been invited. But in this case, very close, my, my daughter Ava got married. I don't love paying for weddings so much. This is the second one I've paid for. And let me tell you... Hannah, my oldest daughter, got married in 2018. And then Hayden, who you guys have heard from on the show, got married in 2020. That was less expensive. The rehearsal dinner and in the honeymoon was all we were on the hook for. And then this wedding, four years after my first daughter got married, prices have gone up. Now, this was a little bit bigger wedding, but it wasn't like extraordinarily more extravagant or anything like that. But this one was probably nearly twice what the first one cost. I'm not complaining. It was worth absolutely every penny. It just is what it is. Inflation, the same, wasn't exactly the same DJ, but the same kind of DJ, twice as much. The photographer, twice as much. I mean, just, it's crazy how prices have gone up. But again, worth every penny. My daughter got engaged back in the spring and she wanted to have a December wedding. And so we found this venue. I say we, I had nothing to do with it. My wife and daughter and some friends, they searched all over the Dallas Fort Worth area and they found a couple, narrowed it down to two and finally landed on one here in McKinney. It's almost into a town called Melissa. It's off the beaten path a little bit. But I had not seen this vineyard, heard about it, heard it was awesome, saw the website, but didn't see the venue until the morning of the wedding. But man, it was awesome. You drive in through some winding hills and trees, and you get to the property, and they've got the wedding venue, and they've got some houses on this property that you can actually rent as Airbnbs, which we did. We did one for the the groom's party and we did one for the bridal party. So they actually got to stay right there on the site. It was awesome. And this was just a beautiful trees and countryside and a couple of actually, and when we drove in, there was two little asses, two little donkeys. I thought, man, this is, I feel right at home. This is fantastic. Well, she wanted to have a December wedding and she wanted to have it outside. This venue can either do outside or inside. And in early December here in Texas, you don't know what you're going to get. You could get beautiful weather. You could get even warm, muggy weather. You're probably more likely going to get cool, cold, damp, dreary weather. You just don't know. It's a crapshoot. So this whole time, we're planning for an outdoor wedding, knowing that you got to have a contingency. It could be moved 
inside. But my daughter really, really wanted an outdoor wedding. And so I'll reveal here in a little bit, were we able to pull that off? Well, over the last several months of planning, my house turned into a wedding store warehouse. I don't know how to describe it. There were flowers and plants and lanterns and candles and glassware and stuff everywhere. Gifts showing up because all of the gift registries came to my house because my daughter's been living with us up until the wedding, which was awesome, by the way. We got to have her a whole month with us before she got married. So it was chaos. It was awesome chaos, though. I, I love a busy house. I love activity. I love planning. I love big dreams, big ideas that come to me with like, hey, we want to do this. We want to have a coffee bar. And we want to have, instead of a groom's cake, we want to do crumble cookies. And we want to do these kinds of greenery wrapped around the pillars in the ceiling or the rafters or whatever. It's going to give us this kind of look and My typical answer is yes, because I wanted my daughter to have the absolute wedding of her dreams. This is hopefully a once in a lifetime thing. And I just wanted it to be just the way she wanted it. And so that's what we did. A lot of it, we tried to figure out, you know, inexpensive ways to pull off other things. You just got to suck it up and do it. My wife and I joked, it seemed like anything we wanted to do cost at least 1500 bucks from, you know, adding the greenery to the coffee bar, to the c- cookies, to whatever. We had Babe's chicken for dinner. We f- fed everybody. And we knew there were going to be about 250 people. So a pretty good-sized wedding. I've heard of bigger. I've heard of smaller, but a pretty good-sized wedding. And let me tell you, my my wife is amazing. We have amazing friends who put a lot of work into this. But my daughter, who was getting married, she is so thoughtful. She thought of every detail, every little experience that she wanted the guest to have. She even created a little, like, card. It's hard to explain. It's gonna. It, it's it was beautiful. I should probably put a picture on Instagram. But when you sit, you know, you have assigned seating, so you. She, there was a mirror, so we bought this huge mirror, and then she wrote on the mirror our favorite people, and then you had all the table assignments then stuck to that mirror. It's, it's a lot cooler than if I made it sound just now. But then once you got your to your table, she actually had your name on every place, and she had handwritten your name on some vellum, and then that overlaid this card that had a message from them, and on the back, it had some fun things to do while you you may be waiting to be called to go get your food or whatever. Hangman and crossword. It was just little touches, little experiences that made you feel warm and welcome and, and all that. And then my wife's like, hey, there's we saw these really cool charcuterie cups that you can do at a wedding. So Usually there's the ceremony, and then right after the ceremony, there's the cocktail hour where all the guests have a, get a cocktail or a drink, and they do this while all the wedding party's getting pictures made and things like that. She said, you know, we can do these charcuterie cups during the cocktail hour. Well, she started investigating this, and charcuterie cups are about 12 bucks a piece, so 
Just multiply that by 250 people, and this was going to be super expensive. So she's like, hey, we can do it on our own. We're going to build our own charcuterie cups. And dadgummit, if they didn't do that, enlisted the help of Timmy Time and Marcy and our friend Christian and Scott, uh, Allison, myself, my son Landon, all in this little kitchen that's in this venue, putting together these charcuterie cups that had pretzels and salami and cheese and almonds and this orange cookie that was delicious. And a, they added a little candy cane and a little sprig of, of something green. I can't remember. It smelled good. This little brown cut. It was fantastic. People loved it. It turned out phenomenal. Well, the day approaches and we're looking at the weather very closely because we've been having some rain and having some kind of cool, dreary days. And I thought, man, this may need to go inside. And you, you just don't know how reliable the weather forecast is, especially a week out. But about a week out, it started to look like, man, it, it could be a pretty good day. The weather's looking pretty good. And as we got closer and closer, and then the day of, the weather was spectacular. 69 degrees, sunny, no wind, not a cloud in the sky, absolutely perfect, perfect, beautiful weather. Fantastic. So we had great weather. The wedding's at four o'clock. We get there. We're got a bunch of people helping. The Bazers, my friends, the Gracers, my sisters, everyone that could, you know, wanted to help put this whole thing together. It's one of those venues where you can hire a company to do it all for you, or you just get the shell and they've got staff to help you and all that. And then you supply everything. And that's what we did just to make it a little bit less expensive. So we had to hire the the bartenders and they said, here's how much beer to buy. Here's how much wine to buy. We hired the coffee bar. She showed up. Her name was Georgia. It was awesome. That was a big hit. People love the coffee bar, especially Stephen Pritt, because they had great coffee. He's a coffee snob. And then you hire the DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff Jams. No, what was his name? His name was DJ Jimmy Jams. He was awesome. The photographer, Whitney, she was amazing. Our bartender folks were just so nice and friendly. And the person that put it all together, it's a friend of ours. We used her for my daughter Hannah's wedding. Stacy, she is amazing. She was the wedding coordinator. I highly recommend that because otherwise, man, my wife and I would have been really stressed out. But the whole team puts, puts the whole thing together. And it turned out to be absolutely beautiful. People start showing up. You start to get excited. They do this thing now called the first look where the bride and the father of the bride get to see each other before the wedding. Of course, that would happen anyway, but it's a special moment where I'm looking off the one direction and Ava comes up behind me, taps me on the shoulder. I turn around and see her in her dress for the first time. And that was amazing. And then they decided, they being Ava and her her now husband, Ryan, they wanted to do a first look before the wedding as well to kind of take some of the nerves off and get to see each other right before. So some, some couples decide not to do that. Others decide to do that. They did that, and it was really cool. All the bridesmaids were inside. They did it outside. They were 
peeking over the window to see the whole thing and they were giggling and it was just a lot of fun. So people start showing up and again, the weather is perfect. People are excited, a lot of buzz in the air, really cool outdoor venue with like a concrete uh, walkway, just really benches and everything. It was just, it was awesome. It was picturesque. Had a celloist playing and you know, the wedding party walks down the aisle, first the groomsmen and then all the bridesmaids. And then my daughter, my oldest daughter, who was the matron of honor and then the, the best man, all that. And then my granddaughter, who's about 19 months old, is going to be the flower girl. So my youngest son, who's an usher, his job is to carry Tatum down with her little basket and her little white dress, and she's going to throw flowers. At 19 months, you don't know what you're going to get, but Tatum's super smart. She takes after her mom and dad. They're smart people and super smart. And so about halfway down, we kind of practiced with her. But, you know, 19 months, she's never been to a wedding before. She doesn't know what's going on. About halfway down, she's got a handful of petals, and she tosses them out. And then about five, six more steps, right almost at the end, she does the same thing, tosses them out. Everyone cheers. And then she's kind of done, and at the end, she, she says audibly, I did it. And everyone laughed, and it was a great moment. I missed all that. I heard about it later, but apparently that was a very special, very special moment. And then... Doors open and I get to walk Ava down the aisle and it was super special. Great ceremony, great wedding. Everything went off without a hitch other than we had a lot of bees and wasps that were attracted to the flowers that all the bridesmaids were holding. So it was a little bit of a battle to not move or freak out when you've got a bee and a wasp buzzing around you sniffing at these flowers. But it went off well and... They got married. It was beautiful. It was awesome. Have the cocktail hour and then everyone sits down. I did a welcome. We had my co-senior pastors at our church say a little blessing. Fed everybody. It was great. Then we had the toasts. My daughter did a great toast as the matron of honor. And then Ryan's brother, Zach, did an awesome toast as the best man. And then I got to the opportunity to do a toast as father of the bride. It was awesome. And then father, daughter dance, the mother, son dance. And then it is dance party time. And they do a little trick. And this is really smart. They do a trick to get everybody on the dance floor. So what they do is say, Hey, we're going to take a group photo and they get everybody out on the dance floor for this group photo. The photographers, you know, gets up not on a ladder, but kind of on a chair. So you get everybody in the picture, take the group photo, and then the music starts. Everyone's out there already, and it goes right into Footloose. <laughs> you do a little line dancing. For those of you who are not familiar, that's a Footloose is a very common, I guess, popular line dance. And off it went. A couple of highlights, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how I felt like weddings and and big trail races kind of parallel, but a couple of highlights. One was what I heard about my granddaughter with the flowers that that just warmed my heart. She's such a sweet, happy, 
she's not really a baby anymore, toddler. Uh, that was super cool. Um, the moment before I walked Ava down the aisle, we just had an opportunity to spend a little bit of time. And yeah, I, I said, and I said to Ava, you know, I said to Ava, take in this moment. Remember this moment. You're about to walk down the aisle. Deep breath. Remember this moment. I'll get, I'll get to that also here in a second. That was a highlight, just a special time between father and daughter right before she walks down the aisle. And then the dance party at towards the end, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. I don't have any problem with Taylor Swift. I think she's super talented. I'm kind of annoyed by the Taylor Travis Kelsey thing, whatever. She's super talented, writes all her music, knows what she's doing business wise. Everyone loves her. I get it. I do like several of her songs. In fact, my favorite song of hers is from her, one of her first albums. Is a song called Love Story. And towards the end of the dance party, they put on Love Story. And I don't know if this is common during a wedding or not. But everyone got excited as soon as they heard it being played. And Ava and Ryan basically acted it out on the dance floor and everyone was going nuts and high energy. I have a little bit of audio. It's not much, but it's my brother-in-law actually captured this because I was out on the dance floor for this one. I was out there to clomping around big ass runner, big Clyde's out there clomping around on the dance floor, trying not to step on anybody. But my brother-in-law captured this. Here's a little audio of live on the dance floor. Little love story. Well, hopefully that gives you a little bit of a flavor of what it was like. It was so much fun. It was a blast. Absolute blast. Like I said, they were acting it out. He got on his knee, acted like he was getting on his knee, and it was so cool. So, so cool. Well, it was a huge success, and one of the biggest reasons I like weddings like that is it is a significant moment. It is a cherished memory, and that's one of the things I said in my toast is, and I, and I talked a little bit about you know, my brother-in-law situation. And what I'm learning from that is to life is life happens quick. It's here and gone. And that wedding was going to be here and gone before you knew it. So cherish those special moments, uh, cherish them, remember them. And I think they, they're more meaningful when it's something like a wedding or something like a big event, but it's also more meaningful when you've got your friends and family there with you. We had tons of friends and family. Steven was there with his wife, Julie. Timmy, Tom, and Marcy was, were there. Having people like that that are friends that are as close as family uh, is super meaningful. So here's the things I wrote down kind of as we conclude this segment about how I feel like weddings in, in that big trail race, it could be you know, that destination race, or maybe it's your first ultra, maybe it's your first belt buckle race, maybe it's your first 100 miler, maybe it's your two, first 250 miler, who knows, but here's what I kind of thought about as I compared weddings and trail races. One is 
the wedding day, the race day is a culmination of tons of planning and tons of hard work. As trail runners, we put in that daily work. We put in those runs, those training runs, days that we don't want to get out there. We put in the, the stretching, the mobility, the hydration, the nutrition, all the things that go into it. lots of planning, lots of hard work, all culminates on this special day. Same with a wedding. We've been planning this thing for nine months and you get to see the fruits of your labor on your wedding day or on the day of a race. And that's what I think makes it so special is there's no easy button. There's no elevator. You got to take the stairs. You got to put in the work. So there's one thing. Two, it doesn't happen without a team. I mentioned DJ Jimmy Jams and the photographer Whitney and our coordinator Stacy and the people that serve the food, Georgia, the barista, our bartending staff. Stacy had a whole staff there putting things on, the officiant who is awesome, the people, the bystanders, the people that are cheering, the people that are dancing. The bride and groom are the heroes in this whole story, but it takes a whole group of people, it takes a team. Trail race the same way. You need a race director that's got a vision. You need people that are support folks manning the aid stations. You need coaches. You need pacers. You need people cheering you on. You're the hero on that day, but you need a support team to get you to that finish line, to get you to that successful day. And it doesn't happen without a team. So that's number two. Number three, <laughs> this is being a little bit vulnerable. I, I'm claustrophobic and I have a weird thing during the wedding ceremony. And this started happening to me when I was in a bunch of weddings, standing up there. I just, I have this freak out factor where I just, I want to, I can't stand still. I don't know if it's claustrophobia or, or it, I don't know what it is. Like I'm going to ruin the wedding if I, if I pass out or don't lock your knees, lock your knees. Don't. It's really weird. It's really bizarre. And so for me, the whole time I'm walking Ava down the aisle and I'm, I'm there, I'm like, just don't, don't pass out. Don't freak out. Don't. It's almost like don't poop your pants. Don't poop your pants. When you're giving your speech, don't poop your pants. And that is what as trail runners, half the battle is don't poop your pants. Very, very similar. Freak out factor. Don't want anything negative to happen. And nothing did, fortunately. You hope you don't poop your pants. Number four, you get a new status. Ava and Ryan walked away. They, were, they came in as two single individuals, two people who had been single. They walked away as a married couple, two becoming one. New name for Ava, new name for the couple, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan Brown. And for us trail runners, it could be a new name for us. Hey, I, I'm now an ultra runner. I've now hit, I'm now a hundred miler. I'm now a belt buckle owner. I'm now a half marathon completer or a marathon completer or whatever the case may be. 
I have a new status. I have achieved something. Something has changed. I have worked hard and I'm now achieved a new status. And then number five, and I mentioned this earlier, a wedding and a trail race is a cherished special moment. I can tell you, I cannot, well, I, here's what I can say. I've done a lot of training runs. I can remember a few of them. Can't remember all of them. I can remember every significant race from my first ultra, my first marathon back in 2001, my first belt buckle race, my second ultra, my third ultra, my fourth ultra. I can remember them very vividly and I cherish those memories. They're very special to me. And something as significant as a wedding is a special cherished moment. We need more of those, I think, in our life. And we also need to slow down and cherish them more often. Often things can just come and go. We need to slow down and cherish those moments. That's what we did this weekend. We had an incredible weekend. It went quick, but we walked away from this weekend with some cherished special moments. It is the holiday season. You guys know we have incredible partners here at the Big S Runner. And if you are in need of toe socks, non-toe socks, liners, the best because of the rapid copper technology is Exoskin. We love them. You love them. Perfect for stockings, by the way. If you've got, put them in your own stocking. Give them to one of your running friends. Exoskin.us. You will love them. You do love them. It's not too late. Order now. Have it for Christmas. It'll be fantastic. Come on, let's celebrate and have a good time. It's time to come together. It's up to you. Well, in segment number one, we talked about my daughter's wedding. It's a new beginning for them as man and wife. And it just made me sentimental in a lot of ways. And it made me appreciate the big ass runner herd. It also made me appreciate the fact that you guys have been many of you on this journey for quite a while. Some of you for 182 episodes, it's amazing. And so I thought we'd celebrate by going all the way back to the beginning. And we grabbed and pulled for you the very first episode of the big ass runner. You're going to hear from myself and Stephen Pritt, and maybe even a special guest. Incredible. This was almost four years ago, episode one of The Big Ass Runner. That walking sounds like when we're finishing a race. I don't go this fast. That's me at the end. <laughs> There's no way I'm, I'm not moving that fast. Hi, this is Heather Lee, and I'm a big-ass runner from Canada, but I'm currently exploring the trails in Cape Town, South Africa. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. And here's your hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt. 
Well, thank you, Heather. Hey, I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Print. We are your co-hosts for the Big Ass Runner podcast. By the way, welcome to our first episode. Stephen, this is our first episode. This has been a long time coming, I think. Uh, We've been talking about this for a while. A so. long, feels like a long time. It's Pre-COVID, I believe. Pre-COVID. You know those conversations when you're on the trail? It's like, you know what? We should just do a podcast. We should do a podcast. So we wanted to talk about a few things since this is our first episode. We thought it'd be important to talk about, well, why a podcast? There's lots of podcasts out there. There's lots of trail running podcasts out there, a lot of really good ones. But we thought when we looked at the different podcasts for trail running, what we didn't see is maybe one for the everyday trail runner. Yeah, it's it's like the people just getting out there every day who enjoy the woods, enjoy each other, love the community of trail running. Nothing against elite athletes. They're awesome. We love them. We love them. We're not one, but we are, but we love them. The everyday people who are getting it out there, running, starting to run, liking running, they need a podcast. They need a podcast. And so that's why we wanted to do this podcast. Again, there's lots of podcasts to talk about a stride length and cadence that interview some of these top runners. We wanted to make this one about, like Stephen was just saying, the everyday runner that's putting in the effort every day, getting out. We even said, okay, it's not even weekend warrior because most trail runners are not waiting till the weekend. No, they're they're out there Tuesday, Thursday. Maybe even a Wednesday. When, you know, day. If they're able to, a mile, two miles, doesn't have to be somebody who's an ultra runner. They're just getting it done. And so that's what this podcast is about. We just want to celebrate that. And you know, the other thing I love, we've done a lot of road races mm-hmm. and we like road races. Nothing wrong with them. Nope. We encourage road running. It's sometimes you have to, when it's wet, you gotta, you gotta hit the pavement sometimes. Sometimes you do. What I've noticed though, is it feels like road running is about the destination. Mm -hmm. It's like, how quickly can I get this done? It's all about pace. And it's almost sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel like everybody's competing with each other. Yep. They're just focused straight ahead. They're not really considering the other runners. Like everybody's just like like rush hour traffic. That's right. That's right. And we did just road races for a long time. And that's what we thought running was about. But then we did our first trail run. And trail running to us is more about the community. It's about the people. But it's really about the journey. It's not about necessarily the destination. Mm -hmm. It's about the journey that you're on. So that's what we wanted to celebrate. The people the places, all the things that make up trail running. I think one of the things that are really great about trail running too is every time I go to a race or some kind of event, I look around and it's pretty diverse. If you took those people and just gathered them all up and then put them someplace different, you wouldn't go, oh, those people are trail runners. I mean, you see yep. people that are young, old, people look amazingly fit, some people who don't. And Not as much. Yeah. It's a mixture between all kinds of things. I think that's what's so amazing about the journey and trail runners. Yep. Hence, hence wanting to do the podcast. And one of the biggest differences too with road races is with a road race, again, like you said, rush hour traffic, you're trying to get it done. I don't think I ever talked to anybody, not the trail, on the route. The pavement. The pavement, the road. <laughs> The course, that's that's the word I was looking for, the course. course. yeah. And then you do a trail run and it is so encouraging. People are encouraging along the way, way to go. Remember when we did Bandera? Yeah. And they had to move it because of rain. And so it was a two, it wasn't just a one, it wasn't a single track. It was actually people coming back the opposite direction. So you had to get out of the way. Multiple loops, right, exactly. So I'm finishing the 50K and people, so when you finish the 50K, and I'm only doing the 50K, but if you're doing the 100, you finish the 50 and you turned around and did the whole thing again. Right. And so I was running to finish the 50K. 
people had been turning around. They're coming the opposite direction and they're telling me, way to go, man, go for it. I'm like, dude, you guys are going to be out here all <laughs> night long and you're encouraging me. I'm almost done and you're going to be out here for another eight, 10 hours. It's amazing. Incredible. I even remember too, like the guy who actually won the race, he finished way before us. He was saying, great job. And Thank you. I'm like, this is an elite dude. I just, yeah. that community aspect is pretty amazing. And that's what we love about trail running. And that's why we want to do this podcast. And again, there's people out there every day just getting it done, just going after PRs. They're not going to podium. They're just trying to do their best, trying to get better, trying to stay fit, trying to have fun. Now you may ask, well, it's called Big Ass Runner. What yeah. is that about? Why in the world, Jeff, would we name a podcast Big ass runner. It's a little controversial. Yeah. It's really not, though. It's, it's really not. not. So here's the story behind that. So when I was training for my first marathon, this was back in 2001, I was not a runner. Did you grow up like on cross country or no, track? Or no. I, I, I'm a big guy. I played basketball. All right. 6'4 ish. Played basketball, but I wanted to do something. I wanted to challenge myself. And so in 2001, I was training for my very first marathon, which I thought, well, that's a big deal. 20. 6.2 miles. That's crazy. Who runs that far? Five miles, six miles, 26. That oh, is, that's my a little goodness. insane. So I'm training and you know how it is. Your, your race day is coming up. You're getting excited. You're a little nervous. You go pick up your packet, right? Your little thing that you pin on. And I grab my packet. I look at, and it says division. And it said Clydesdale. I was like, oh, Clydesdale. <laughs> That's says the, the horses that the big Super ass Bowl. horses, <laughs> the Super Bowl horses. I said, those are the big ass horses. I must be a big ass runner. And that's the joke. That's where it started. And I am six, four. And at that time probably was about two thirty. I'm about two Oh five now, but I'm like, Hey, I must be a big ass runner. So that's where that started. And then I think there's a lot of other elements to, to why we call this big ass runner. It's really more about people that just love trail running. Yep. They love to get out there every day. They are enthusiasts, aficionados. They just love it. And so that's what we would consider a big ass runner. Has nothing to do with the size of your rear end. Nope. What we kind of like to say, it's about the size of your heart. It is. It's about the size of your heart. That was deep. Uh, so deep. <laughs> so that's why it's called the big ass runner. We just want to bring this content to you. We want to really laugh. We want to celebrate. Yeah, just have a good time. We think that this should be encouraging. That's an aspect that we want of the podcast. Absolutely. Hopefully it's entertaining, you know, something you can come on. And it's it's all about community, whether you're just starting out and you're learning how to spell trail running or you've been doing it for a while. I mean, that's really the goal of this. It is. And we see big ass runners as being the community, the people out there. And that's why we have big ass runners come on and do the intro, yep. as you heard earlier, Heather doing. And she's, uh, she's a Canadian that's in South Africa right now. We love that. There's people all over the world just getting it done, running the trails and having a great time. And that's what this is all about. We do have a few segments that we want to talk about. And yeah. So, Stephen, you're going to tell us a little bit about some of the things we have planned. We have lots of great plans, I think, for the Big Ass Runner community. Some of these might be awesome, and some of them we might like, you know what? <laughs> Try over again. Right, exactly. So, some of the things we're thinking about is Tales from the Trails. Basically, just talking about different things. Jeff talked about the community of it. Everybody has a story or a memory, so we have that coming up. We have one of my favorite things called Timmy Time. Timmy Time. I, I mean, I don't even want to tell you much more about that, but it'll come up here. Uh, we have a good friend of ours named Marcy Bazer. What we love about Marcy is she's not short on opinion, but she thinks running is stupid. And she, she tells us she that. She does in no uncertain terms. Right. 
So it's nice to have an, a different perspective. And I think that. I think it's a good time to mention too. I think part of what we want to do is we are advocates for trail running. In fact, I told you, Stephen, you were you were not really running trails. You were doing road races. I was I said, doing road races, and like, yeah, you got to go do a trail run. So we feel like we're advocates for it. And so part of our goal for this podcast is to convert Marcy Baser into a trail runner. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna happen though. I feel like however many episodes it's gonna take, maybe a while. It, it may be a while. Maybe so, a while. Yeah. We have a segment we're going to be doing called New Ass Stuff, where we review different products. Not that we're sponsored or ever will be sponsored. Mm, probably not. That. Yeah, because the then we can't give an honest opinion if we're sponsored. That's we a good point. We can't say that, hey, you know what? This protein bar tastes like sawdust. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. So we have New Ass Stuff. We have Trail Mix. It's going to be all kinds of things about culture. Who knows? We may even talk about a movie we saw. One of my favorite subjects is Don't Be a Dumbass. Please don't be a dumbass. No, please. We'll, we'll give you some more information about that. Also, likes and kudos. And then just anyway, we want to hear from big ass runners from all around the world. So if you want to help us out to open up the show, just let us know. One thing I will mention, we say ass a lot. We kind of think that's a funny word. Right. But we don't really, that's as spicy as the language gets on this. So if you're worried about you know some language on the show. Right. Just tell your kids it means a donkey. It does mean donkey. It does. Right. right. It does mean donkey. So family friendly. All right, so we're very excited to bring you this content. We hope you resonate with it. And so we're excited to start our very first segment ever. First show, first segment. What's it going to be? Well, I guess we have to find out. Hey, Steven. Yes. You know what time it is? Timmy time. It's Timmy time. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Baser. Tim, welcome to the Big Ass Runner. Thank you. Happy to be here. Are you? I am. You look happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy. Well, Tim is one of our running buddies, and Tim is actually one of our faster running buddies. In fact, I think he's one of your race. He's one of your race that we've run. Not first Not overall, total. yeah, but of us, yeah. He's yeah. he's a fast average runner. I'm a <laughs> slow <laughs> average runner. That. You like that? I do. Tim runs like a gazelle. If you ever see a gazelle in the wild that has huge calves, it's and probably, good hair, and good hair, and good hair, and, good hair. and Don Jones, COVID hair. hair, COVID hair. It's probably Tim. Yeah, it's probably Tim. So one of my favorite running memories. Tim and I ran Bandera 50k about three years ago. January of 17, right? Yes. And we've already established that Tim's a little faster than I am. So he finished. He waited. And he waited. And about an hour and a half later, I showed Oh, by the way, we, we stayed the night, the night before the race. Do you remember that motel that we stayed in? I do. I remember the motel. I don't remember the name of it. It was horrible. This, what was the lady's name? Linda with a Y. Linda with a Y. Linda with a Y. She was very nice. Yeah. But when there's a when there's a big race in a small town and there's a motel and they have occupancy, buckle up. <laughs> we run the race. Mm -hmm. You wait for me. We hop in your truck yep. and we drive eight hours home with a pit stop at Waterburger. We hit the Waterburger. We had to hit the water. Yep. But we absolutely jammed the whole time. We were hitting the music, hitting the tunes. We did what some boys to men. Mm -hmm. What else did we do? We did some. Uh... 
Alabama. <laughs> oh, we did yes, Alabama. Stephen, yeah. everything's resonating yeah. with you. I, I know the state. I've heard of the state. The state. <laughs> the state is a really good state. Yes. Yeah, we had the best time. We we did some power ballads. I think there was some maybe Atlantic Star mixed in. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. That was great. It was one of my. It's actually one of my favorite memories. And so Stephen starts running races with us, and we go and do these races, and we find out that we can't sing with Stephen because he has this musical black hole. And so, Stephen, you have to explain yourself a little bit. What, what's going on there? Yeah. So, I would say we didn't really grow up in a music family. So, you know, you live underneath a rock. You don't get access to music very much. So, yeah, it might have been, I don't know, maybe some religious type of things. But, okay. yes, All not right. exposed to music very much except on a school bus. Uh, in the in the eighties, what, what were they playing on the school bus? Um, little Van Halen. Oh. I don't need no education. <laughs> I don't know if those are related. Appropriate. <laughs> Sounds very appropriate. Yeah. So that's that's the extent of my music knowledge. So Stephen's a work in progress. So we're helping him along. I'm like a music compassion child. We, you, exactly. You can You're sponsor. Being sponsor. You can sponsor Stephen. And so one of the things we're going to do, we're going to play a little game. And that's why we have Timmy time here, because he's a phenomenal singer. Woohoo! He can a, run and sing. He can run and sing. Not at the same time. Huge calves and vocal cords. It's amazing. <laughs> so he's going to sing some lyrics to what we think are popular songs. And Stephen is going to guess the artist. And he, he wants to get bonus points for guessing the song as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him both, so it's not going to be a problem. Okay, so, okay. yeah, well, I've been practicing. Well, we shall see. I don't know what so, that means. Timmy, are you ready? I believe so. Do you need Do you need a beatbox? Do you need any beatbox? Yeah, okay. give me a beatbox. Like how, like a little. Do you need a key? Yeah, that'd be perfect. You're gonna You're gonna be impressed right here. All right. You ready? Lay it on me. Okay. First song. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. I know that you're gonna have it your way or nothing at all, but I think you're moving too fast. All right. Yeah. That was good. Timmy time. That was good. I mean, that was impressive. I mean, it sounded like a country song. (laughs) Maybe. I'm gonna gonna say it sounded like a country song. Maybe that's just because of the speed that you sang it or your Texas accent. I don't know. I'm going to say it's a country song. Probably going to say John Denver. Oh, that is incorrect. Tim, who sings that beautiful ballad that you just threw out there? TLC. Mm. Is that a sandwich? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Taco, lettuce, and cheddar. (laughs) Okay. So we're 0 0 for 1. If you're counting names, they're 0 for 2 if you want the points. Well, that's true. true. That's so point. what, okay. is that like something in the last 10 years, 5 years? It's probably in the 90s. Left Eye Lopez? Come on. Yeah. Oh, okay. CLC. She, she was married to Andre Risen, burned his house down. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer's sister. Um, <laughs> maybe. No? Okay. Maybe. All right. Okay, so we need we need sponsors for Steven. He needs some. He needs some. If you have jukeboxes, um, old cassette tapes, please send them in <laughs> to the to the, the tracks to the compassion. I will put it the PO box a number later yes, on. Yes, later on. Okay, number two. Okay, Timmy, time. Are you ready? Okay, so, okay here we go. I'm going to give you a hint on this one. Okay, it is country. Nice. All right. All right. <clears throat> here we go. Well, I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns the ring of fire. Okay. The ring of fire. All right. I know this one. There was a movie based off of this guy with uh, Joaquin Phoenix 
Ooh. Reese Witherspoon. Wow. Getting some additional info. But I can't think of his name. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> he's famous. He has, was it at the Coulson prison? Hey, if, it was a no. mo- if there was a movie after him, he's pretty famous. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. No. All I'm picturing is Joaquin Phoenix's face in this movie. And... It's a handsome fella. Black jacket guy. Dark hair. Okay, hold the on. The man in black. Come mm-hmm. on. You're getting close. Will Smith. <laughs> oh, no. You said men in black. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's I don't no. think Will Smith sings country. Wild Wild West? Did he's, he sing that song? He's got you on that one. I don't know. You want to give cool him to Johnny Cash. Dang it, that's right. The Man in Black. Oh my gosh. Okay, 0 for 2. 0 okay. for 2. Or 4. I kinda, but I kind of got that one. I gave him a buzz. I gave him a loud buzz. Okay. He is getting some additional... I mean, so yeah, do yeah. I get like a half a point for color? I think we should give him half. Okay. All right. Just because I kind of feel bad. He's a compassion child and all. Okay. Okay. Number three. Okay. All right. I'm growing up. Here we go. You're going to get this one. I'm growing so up this song the was from the 80s. Okay. Okay. All right. It was go. from a hot throb. Is that what they call them? Hot throb? Heart throb. Heart throb. Heart throb. Hot throb. Oh, my god. Is that gosh. like a hot pocket? <laughs> hot pocket. Delicious. Yeah. Heart throb. Okay. The girls really like this guy. Sean Cassidy. <laughs> Didn't even have to say Sean, anything. Sean Cassidy. Beep him. Beep him. <laughs> no. I mean, sorry, wrong one. All right. Ralph Macchio. Okay, never no, mind. All right, All right, here we go. Oh, okay, here we go. Kid. Song number three. You want, you want to beat her now? You're, you're doing fine yeah. on your own. Okay, here we go. Jesse right. is a friend. I know he's been a good friend of mine. But lately something changed that ain't hard to define. Jessen's got himself a girl and I want to make a mine. And she's watching him with those eyes. And she's loving him with that body. I know Just it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, he's holding her in his arms late, late at night. You know, I wish I had Jesse's girl. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Where can I find a woman like that? <laughs> It was listed, so I had to sing it. Okay. <laughs> it was on the paper. Okay. Um, Jesse's Girl is the song's title, right? Got that right. That's, yeah, that's correct. Yep. Oh, here Thank we you. go. All Boom. right, so I'm on the board. So who's the hot throb? Hot throb. <laughs> is it Bruce Springsteen? Dang. Mm, good try. Yeah. Sounds. It's it's a, was Bruce Springsteen a hot throb? <laughs> uh, bon Jovi. He's no. a hot throb, but no. No. Yeah. Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's Big Ass Runner. I thought it was Big Rick a- Astley. <laughs> big, uh, it would make sense. Oh, it I, would make I just sense. figured it in the same genre. Well, Rick you... Springfield. Ah. You heard of Springsteen, him? you mean? You were close. You were close. Oh. Have you heard of him? No. Okay. He <laughs> right. didn't watch General Hospital. I think he was on General Hospital. One of those. I don't know. I was more Dave as our lives kind of thing. Yes, so, I yeah. can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Okay, Timmy, we're going to do one more. This has been phenomenal. 0 for 3, but somehow has a point and a half. A point and a half. I'm not this sure is, how that... You're doing good. Okay. I mean, I'm sure the, the recording artist would not know the difference. Well, yeah. <laughs> my door, they may be knocking. Right. I can tell. Cover okay. songs. Okay, here we go. So you are going to uh, have a hard time with this one. <laughs> Just saying. Just why do you assume that automatically? No, no, yeah. no. I mean, I've got a point and a half. I sing it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Should I pick one I have no idea how the tune is? Sure. 
You okay. do whatever you want, Timmy Time. Right. It's your time. Okay. That's right. It's called Timmy Time for a reason. All right. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buying bread from a man in Brussels. He was six foot four and full of muscle. I said, do you speak my language? He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. And he said, I come from a land down under where beer does flow in Minchanda. Can you, can you hear my thunder? <laughs> You better go. You better think about. All right. So you would have got it. Okay. That one. Jeff doesn't know anything about music. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, he, he definitely is <laughs> clueless. Clueless. You don't even need XM radio with him. I'm going to guess this guy is Australian. Mm. Vegemite, Land Down yep. Under. Good. Yep. Good 80s. Guess. I know it's an 80s yep. song. 80s. Is, Correct. Is that another half a point? Half. We'll give okay. you half. Okay. Because I'm feeling. Well, he said the name generous. of the song too. He did? No. <laughs> Land from Down Under. Is that um, I don't know, close enough? Down under. Down under. Okay. It's not Crocodile Dundee. I was going to say Paul Hogan. No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Phil Collins. Wait, wait. Can I give you a super good hint? Sure. It's men. It's a group. Group of men. Men at work. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Nicely done. Yeah. Nice. See, you're getting better. I'm getting better. See, you're I, growing. I'm like a level <laughs> negative two now. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That was That's nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, great job, Stephen. Timmy, time. Even better job. Ooh, that was phenomenal. Ladies and gentlemen, we have it is Timmy time. things we really want this podcast to be about is encouragement and encouraging those people that are out there, like we said earlier, every day, just getting it done, getting in those runs, maybe when you don't even want to. And so we've got a segment right now that we're really excited about. We're calling it kudos and likes. So is it likes and kudos? We'll, we'll figure that out. Maybe it's likes and kudos. We'll go to the to our review committee and figure yeah, that out. We have out. a committee. Uh, the we brainy com- No, it's you and I. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Right. We wanted to find someone on Instagram that's getting it done. In our tribe. Yeah. Part of our tribe, part of the big ass runner community, and just give them a kudos for hitting the trails every day. So Steven, I think you found someone that you'd like to highlight today. We had somebody follow us recently and they're on Instagram called running super mom six. And just want to say, you know what? Thanks for the follow first of all. And yeah. we just appreciate you're out there killing it on a regular basis. You're working hard, taking care of your family. And one thing we really like is you're out there running with friends and family members and that kind of stuff. Did you so- say six? Well, she has six kids. Holy which is mackerel. So, How does she have find, find time to run? She, I don't know. Or she needs to find time to run. Right. Exactly. So that's why you get a like and kudos oh to you for, for balancing all of that. Likes and kudos. kudos. What's her name again? Running super mom six. So she is a super mom. She is. So congratulations. Thanks so much for the follow and just keep on crushing it out there. And uh, thanks for, for being a big ass friend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, Jeff, that concludes the first and very episode. I'm getting a little verklempt. I know. I'm I love little, it. I'm getting a little moist in the eyes here. So <laughs> it's exciting. Hey, hope you guys enjoyed this episode so much. Thanks for joining us. And uh, if you want, you can follow us on, on Instagram if you haven't already. So that's big underscore ass underscore runner. We'd love to have you follow. Yeah. And if you want to do an open, you heard Heather doing one earlier in the episode. Please DM us on Instagram. We would love to have you do one of our opens for a future episode. And hey, please subscribe. Very important to us. Leave us an honest review. We would love that. Make sure it's four five stars though, right? Right. Of course. That's honest. Honest, but five stars. But f- honestly, five <laughs> stars. And, the, you know, we know the biggest way that, that podcasts like this spread is by telling your friends. So please tell a friend. If you enjoy the podcast, you like the content, please tell your friends. Yeah. Feedback's always welcome. Very much so. Uh, in fact, we, we want your feedback because that's how we're going to know what segments we want to focus on, which ones we want to kill, maybe ones we want to do in the future. Yeah. Speaking of episodes in the future, our next episode, I'm very excited. This is going to be great. Oh, my gosh. You guys will get to meet Marcy Baser. Holy mackerel. Once in a lifetime opportunity. It is. And you get to hear a little bit about Steven's new ass stuff. I have got something to review with you guys. It's going to be a game changer. It is a game changer. Absolutely. Until next time, we really appreciate you following us and taking some time with us today. Until then, get out there, enjoy the trails and the journey. Keep running your asses off. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I was, I listened to the whole thing again. I was like, man, that seems like forever ago. And at the same time, it seems like just yesterday. And I'm so, again, thankful for all the Big Ass Runner Herd members who have been with us all along the way. Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 182. Thanks for bearing with me as I shared with you. Again, I think of all of you as family, shared our experience at my daughter's wedding and how it just made me realize how similar or there's some parallels with big trail races as well. And hope you enjoyed that little look into the past, celebrating episode one of The Big Ass Runner. Thanks to Steve for that awesome introduction and thanks to our awesome audio engineer who makes us sound so good, Steve Sarsaparilla Saunders. With that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. Put your hands on your hips. You bring your knees in off the beaten path. It's off the beaten path a little bit. She even created a little like card. It's hard to explain. It's gonna. It, it's it was beautiful. I should probably put a picture on the internet or on scratch that Steve. I should probably put a picture on Instagram. Had the dance party. <clears throat> scratch that part. Something as significant of a wet. Something as significant as a wedding is a special. But we have some incredible memories. We have some incredible, special, cherished, special moments. Scratch that, Steve. That was redundant. Steve Sarsaparilla Sander. I messed up your name again, Steve. I'm sorry. What was your name again? <laughs>